Yo. What up, what up? Yeah. Welcome to episode 16. 16. Whoa. 16, 16. That's, that's like four months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't canceled yet. Then we need y'all to start reporting. <laughs> that are six listeners. We need y'all. To, actually, it's 10. We decided it was 10 listeners. No, yeah. I think we got 11. Or we got like five kind of members of You're right. Yours. Angel sent a note saying yeah. that he's number 11. He's number That's 11. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Yeah. We appreciate it. For real, man. You guys are awesome. Uh, yo, man. Um, so obviously, we got the Kobe ball front and center right now. Uh, yesterday was, um, so we're recording Monday, 824. Yesterday was uh, what would have been Kobe Bryant's uh, 42nd birthday. Yeah. And then today, 824 has been designated as uh, Kobe Bryant Day in L.A. And then today they announced that the street that runs uh, actually where the Staples Center's on is now Kobe Bryant Boulevard or will be renamed oh, wow. Kobe Bryant, which is awesome. Um, you want to talk about someone leaving their carbon footprint on the world. Um, and namely, man, I will say as, as someone who has a daughter, I think what he's done for the WNBA and bringing awareness to all that um, and, and and what he's doing for that game, I hope doesn't get lost because he's not around anymore. Obviously bringing his daughter and stuff. Right, but, right. you know, obviously earlier this year we lost him. It's heartbreaking. I can't imagine losing a child and then let alone his wife haven't lost her husband and child the same day. Um, and I've seen all the outpouring of support the last two days. And it, I, I, like, I couldn't wonder, I, I, I couldn't help but wonder, does that make her feel better or worse? Because it's just constant reminders like all day of, I don't think that it's a constant reminder. I think it's, I think, you know, there's probably nothing else on her mind at that point anyway. Right. And, and so it's got to make you at least feel a little bit good that, that, you're not the only one, right? Like, there's a lot of people that were affected by that. I mean, hell, I didn't know the guy, right? But when I saw that on the TV, I was I, I was hurt. Yeah, you know, I, that that, yeah. that that really affected me. You know, at least for 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 a short time frame, and I would say probably like a good a good week of sort of reflecting on, man, like the guy's really gone. Um, and then looking back at all of the things that 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 he did do, not just sports wise, right? But I I look at him and and I go, this guy. Like he did, he was fearless and it was not only fierce on the basketball court, but once he was done, I mean, like he wrote a children's book. Yeah. You know, he was in several businesses. Did a documentary, won an Oscar, right? Yep. And so. And or so, not a documentary. Was it a documentary? I don't know if it was a documentary. Well, he, he, no, he, he did the, uh, was the it Deer the, Basketball. The, the, the Muse. He did that, but he won the Oscar, I think, for Deer Basketball. I'm not sure if I saw that one. Yeah, it's phenomenal, man. Yeah. Yeah. I check it's it out. So good. But. Oh, yeah. Again, being being that 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 fearless guy, and and I and I look to guys like that, you know, when when I'm gonna make like the next step, because making a next step in anything is really scary, yeah. In, in in life, and and maybe for some of us, it's it's not so scary. Some of us are sort of reckless and and kind of just go with uh, reckless abandonment and and just go forward. And you know, good kudos to you guys. I'm one of those guys. I'm I'm really careful, some, and I'm probably to my detriment, right? I'm I'm almost too careful, but I tend to look at guys like Kobe and go. Almost like a you know what what would Kobe do, you know? And, and he's not the only one, right? I draw I draw on that inspiration from from several people, but he's definitely one of them. Of just like he just wasn't scared, man. It just like just go forward, go do your thing, no matter what it is. Like who would have thought the guy would have wrote a children's book? I mean, come on, no one, yeah, no like, one, and and the movie, and yeah, just um, you want again. We always talk about people leaving their mark, um, and. You know, and then you also see these um, guys who retire and get bored. But like you said, he retired and immediately went to, I'm going to write a children's book. I'm going to coach my daughter's basketball team. I'm going to do a movie. I'm going to, like, clearly had plans beyond basketball and which, and went all in. Like, didn't know how to half-ass something. Right. right. Like, just went all in. Man, what a, uh, I think, just a, an inspiration. I think 
he has that thing too. You know, like we had watched that Jordan documentary. We talked a lot about that it, that the people making almost their own, um, creating their own motivation because they had to seemingly come up with stuff out of thin air because Kobe had so much respect. And he's one of those guys that was always just chip on his shoulder, you know, right. obviously chasing MJ, um, you know, was, I, I, remember, I remember when, um, when the Shaq trade happened where they got rid of Shaq and then, you know, people were shocked that they kept Kobe over Shaq. It's like, right. that's absolutely the right move because Kobe's got 10, 15 years left. Shaq's got five, maybe, you know, and it was just one of those things where their styles of play. So there, and the work ethic, I think it always came down to the work ethic. And obviously uh, if you don't know them, just Google Kobe work ethic stories. Like, we could we could literally do an hour on stories about Kobe and his work ethic, um, but yeah, man, you don't want to talk about uh, living life. Obviously, taken way too soon, but I think maximize the the forty one years that he had here for sure. Um, so yeah, shout out Kobe Bryant, man, uh, well deserved. I think all the accolades and all stuff that he's getting and the street named after him and all that, and um, you know, uh, you know, hopefully peace, sending out some peace and positive vibes and love to his wife because I can't imagine what what she's going through right Absolutely, now. Absolutely, man. man. So with that, let's raise the glass, take a sip. Yeah. Yeah, Kobe, 8 and 24. Man, I left my carbon footprint this week. <laughs> uh, my wife and I made 26 years married. And that is not 26 smooth years. <laughs> <laughs> no, marriages never are, man. <laughs> marriages never are, man. But you know what's funny, man? It's like um, we, we, have a, we have a calendar um, on on like in our kitchen, it's made up of, of pictures that she usually, puts, she usually puts it together. And it has pictures of, of us and the family and the kids, right? And the ones up there right now, is it's all five of us like in the pool just, just hanging out. And man, like sometimes you don't, sometimes life goes so fast and you don't realize it, man. But like I look at that picture and I go like, man, if somebody would have told me, you know, 30 years ago, like here's a picture like of, of your future family and you know your, obviously your future wife future kids this is where you're gonna live this is what you're gonna be doing i would have been like yep sign me up yeah yeah man that, that's that, that's awesome and you said 26 years, and we just i just said our 10 and um 10 years 10 years man so we baby on the yeah you got yep you do <laughs> um but yeah man same thing man i've seen stuff where i'm like man i don't um yeah, I would have taken that for sure. Like, right, you see, you say, you talk about the pictures. I, I think, you know, we would have each taken that. And I certainly am not an easy person to be married to. So, uh, it, it, you know, shout out to my wife and my, my entire for my kids and all that for putting up with me. Because, uh, yeah. And yeah, I told my wife. Congrats was, to you guys, man. I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, I go, a lesser woman wouldn't have survived. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny, man. I got up that morning and um, I, I come outside to my to my living room and there's like, one of those like sort of like lit up signs where you can change the letters around. Oh yeah, yeah. right. And it says, "Married AF, twenty six <laughs> years." <laughs> I think I saw that. I think you guys had that up. Yeah, That's yeah, I did. Hilarious. I posted that out there. But <laughs> I think I, th- I think your wife had it on FB. Some. Uh, she did. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think it was me. Oh, no, it was me, actually. I put that out there. It was you. That, yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. <laughs> that's so funny. But, but yeah, shout out to you, baby. You know, you put up a lot of shit all these years, and, um, you know, hopefully it's not for nothing. Yeah, same. <laughs> shout out to the wifeys. They put up with all our bullshit to, to, to do this. Not only do this, but then every day, again, I don't. I have no idea how we made it uh, 10 years because I'm, I'm... You're a I'm, dick. I'm, I'm a dick. Yeah, I'm an asshole, so I'm difficult to... But no, but we have, you know, we got a, we got a couple of things. It's funny... Um, we talk to our kids, you know, when we have anniversaries and stuff, and we talk to our kids a lot about relationships and, and you know, and, and ours. And obviously the kids are front and center, you know, for all of our for all of our great times and, and even all of our crap. Right. 
And um, I think we both agree that we got married like really early. I got married when I was 20. And, um, and, and it was one, it's one of those things where you go, yeah, you know what? That was probably too early. You don't really know who you are. Um, but, you know, kudos to us for, for you know, going, being able to go through the trials and tribulations and, 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 to, and to pull through. Yeah, for sure. Toast to that. Well, toast to that. Oh, yeah. Shit, man. So uh, I took an extra gulp for that one. <laughs> I, I heard you swallowing kind of deep. I didn't want to say nothing. You <laughs> <He> was like, <laughs> but no, man. We, you know, we even like we, we're, we're embarking on some new stuff right now. Um, some exciting stuff. It's it's a little scary for us too. Um, and and again, it's what I was saying about pull the trigger. Just do it, right? That's it, dude. That's <laughs> it. I'm just telling you, man. Just do it, right? Do it's it. like done all the homework, and it's like it's time to pull the trigger. So, um, yeah. Don't, don't so, listen to me. I'm a gambler. The, <laughs> you know, here's to the next 26, man. Fucking eight, so, man. Let's do it. Absolutely. We'll we'll be we'll be celebrating. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What? How old are we in 26 years? We're uh, I'll be oh damn near 60. I think. I don't know. Is my math right? I'm not good at math. Yeah. And then uh. I don't even want to know what I'm being 20. Yeah, you're going to be dead. <laughs> 72. <laughs> is, it, is it 72? Well, I nah, can, you've been then, I can run, then I can run for president. You'll take care of yourself. Oh, that word. You See? could run for president. I, what, I would say my, I could my, be your VP, but whether I talk Whether my mind is all there or not. <laughs> no, that would be good. You'll be like my camera. <laughs> I can just send you out there. <laughs> They'll be like, nah, in 2022, Juan said... And too much shit gonna come back to bite me. <laughs> yep, they're gonna pull back all these tapes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Yo, sports this week, bro. There's Ooh. been some shit this week. I don't know if you want to go on like the games or you want to, bro. What you want to touch on first? Listen, can, can we talk about Luca for a second? Let's hit Luca. I'm just going right into that's, it, bro. That's a bad man. Yo, that guy. And it's funny, man. You know, we were talking about Kobe. Uh, one of the things I saw Luca do uh, yesterday, Sunday, which is uh, coming off that game winner, he airballed three or four threes and then still takes the game winner, right? Mm-hmm. Not afraid to just chuck up the shot. And that's such a Kobe thing to do where you Bro. just go, I'm just going to keep shooting. Yeah, dude, I was I was like, yo, stop shooting. Yeah, me too. Give it to somebody I would keep else. dishing, dude, to go to the rack. Like, because in the rack, he was finishing everything. Yeah. And, and at one point in time, and actually when he stepped back and he shot, I went, this shit's going to be short and I'm going to be mad as hell because <laughs> I've been rooting for the Mavs to win this thing because I, I, I want to pull it, but that's a bad man, dude. And it's weird, man, because i never seen it. He a dude with a dad bod and he balling out, bro. He got, he's still got the baby fat on him. <laughs> and he's like 22. And he's the like 21. He's like 20. He's, it's, I don't even know if he's old enough to drink, bro. I thought he was 21. He might, I could be wrong. Maybe, man. I don't, I don't know, man. But he, he's still got the baby fat on him. And he's out there balling out. I couldn't believe it. And, and he look he's deceptively fast because he doesn't look right. fast. And he's blowing past like elite defenders like yeah. Kawhi. Uh, I mean, and there was some some uh, series where Kawhi locked him down. But there was some where I'm going, he blew past you? Like, he doesn't look. He doesn't look fast. He doesn't look fast. He doesn't look athletic. He doesn't look. But, man, can this guy ball, Yeah, man. if you guys what are not watching that series, match. oh, my God. I mean, the, this this guy, it is a pleasure to watch to watch this guy. He's so fun to watch, man. He's so fun to watch. I'd, I'd rather watch him than Kawhi. My knock on Kawhi is Kawhi's obviously a talented basketball yeah, player, boring. but he's boring. He's so boring. boring. Luka's exciting to watch, man. There's emotion in his game. There's the 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 flash, obviously, of the actual game, but then he shows emotion, right, about yeah. the actual stuff. Man, like, uh, yeah, dude, well, speaking I, I love of, watching him. <laughs> speaking of uh, Luka and emotion, then your boy uh, Montrell 
Harold go off this week? Dude, Montrez. And, and listen, man, we've all, and, and obviously we've both grown up in the Northeast, right? So that we have a little bit of a different take on these types of things. But Montrez said something like, you can't guard me, white boy, right? Something like no, that. No, he's like, no, you bitch-ass white boy. You bitch-ass white boy. You yeah. can't guard me, right? And I will say that is something that if you ever play pickup basketball, happens every day, yep. a million times a day. And for those people who say, well, what separates Montrez from whoever else? There isn't the history and the 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 years of oppression and all that stuff that go with that, right? Like if you like a black person calling someone a bitch ass white boy in that, it's just basketball trash talk, right? Because basketball is one of those sports. It's like it's like rap, right? You see a white rapper and it stands out, and you make comments about him being rap, right? Like nobody ever goes, oh, you have you heard of that black rapper, right? People just go like, oh, that white rapper, MGK or Eminem or whatever, right? Like there are certain things culturally that are accepted because there isn't a stigma behind them because of the history that that's been. Uh, um, like the history hasn't led to it being like a negative connotation, right? So him calling Luca white boy, I don't see it as being a racial thing. However, I will say that given the current climate, I think he didn't do himself any favors, uh, you know, in terms of trying to spread this movement of you go, hey, man, maybe we put a pause on that because uh, we're trying to get to a place right now and people are going to scrutinize every little thing to try to belittle the movement that we have going on. Yeah. And so I had more of an issue with that part of it where you go, you got to know the moment. But the other part of me goes, man, it's ball. I grew up in, in Jersey playing ball on playgrounds, hearing that a thousand times, you know, like, yeah, bro. But, but so besides the climate, you're also a, you're also professional and you're in a professional league and you make a lot of money and Wow, let me, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate here because I do actually love the trash talk. Yeah, me too. I, I really do. But it's like you can do that shit on in the playground all day long. Yeah. And 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 I mean, I grew up in Spanish Harlem, right? Or, or I spent the, I spent the, the sort of the first half of my childhood in, in Spanish Harlem where it was all African American and Hispanics. That's it. And so the 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 n-word flew around like that's a term of endearment yeah and hispanics right? in the northeast we get a pass on we, that, right? yes we get a pass on the n-word and yeah. so and and i mean we would be playing ball and i wasn't the baller right but we were and we would trash talk and and that same that same exact phrase right you bitch ass n-word right like we would say that shit to each other yeah now it was just talking trash it's, and it's in this it's, it's basketball trash it, it is yeah. but it's in the street but does it have a place in the nba and i think that's where you go <sighs> It's it's I, I compared it to when you go to work like you and I can do this stuff here. Right. Or, or if we're if we're alone or we're at your house and, and um, or you're at mine or we're out of the bar and we're talking trash. That same. You know, that that same tone and the same words that we use there, we wouldn't use it in the office. So for sure. So, you know what I mean? And I think that in a, in a professional environment, I think you have to be able to turn that stuff off it is a competition it's basketball the guys are sort of you know like at you know like like they're they're in battle if you will right and 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 those guys are 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 the best at what they do because there's emotion behind it right like those guys really take this stuff seriously that's why they're the best at what they do yeah for sure Um, but but i do think yes with the with the current climate but also because you're essentially a corporate employee yeah, you like I, I hear you, and I do think 
that's true right and so I, I right given the current climate and then i think what's um because this is a product at the end of the day right and and it's being viewed by millions of people and so you should conduct yourself in a i guess quote unquote professional manner um i think my beef of it was mostly people trying to say trying to lump that in with Montrez being like racist or having like a racial thing it behind is, it, it when any double, of us who have, it, 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 it's a double standard, standard but it it's, it's also a it, it's it's a it's like I look at it as a double standard. It's like a woman calling another woman bitch. Like, you know, when women be like, yeah, like, hey, bitch, like, why are you doing that? Like, and, and it's meant in, like, intent to me counts more than it the matters. actual words sometimes. Matter. Yeah. So I think Montrez, it's heat of the moment. It's, and sure, Montrez is fired up and in his heart at that time. And like, he believes like, like you can't, you know, and, and we've all been there, right? Like, there's probably all this hype behind him. And so he wants to kind of like, like, you know, like give it to him you know like and so i think there's a heat of the battle thing do i think montrez is going like oh you know i hate this white boy basketball player like no 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 it's no. just I don't. like you said we've all been on the court and we've said that we, we we've we've or, or we've heard that rather yeah. like around us like it's just no i fully believe that if 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 luca was black it would have just been bitch ass n-word Yes, that's what he would have. What he would have said. The other and it was part is not... because we can hear everything they're saying right now because there's no crowd. So good. You're good. It's fantastic. <laughs> I still think you should mic them all up, but I think it's got over scrutinized because people like you and I looked at that and went, "Yeah, of course." Because like you said, if he'd have said "bitch ass n word," if it would have been, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of anybody on the Mavs, but if it would have been uh, Trey, right, Trey Young or whoever, like, uh, not Trey Young. Um, no, you're gonna uh, Hardaway. Hardaway, yeah, I mean, Hardaway Junior. He he just said "bitch ass n word," and people would have been like, "Ah, uh, yeah, that's basketball smack talk." Yep. But because there's such a, uh, I think, a tension right now and and in, in the country that I think people went, "Well, it's a double standard." It's like. Like, yeah, there I mean, there's 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 a history of white people calling black people boy on plantations, I think, and bitch ass boy or whatever boy or like that has a different meaning and effect and, and a history behind it than I think what Montreal did. And again, and I, and I think intent to me always matters more than anything. So I think it, his intent was just basketball smack talk, you know. So and shout out to Montreal. So we're saying this. He came up yesterday. Um, he, he did apologized. this the game before, and he apologized to him yep. and so on. And Lucas said, "Yo, man, it's it's trash talk." Like, and he moved on. He kept it. You know, Lucas said, "Yo, you know, like that was cool of him to apologize." And you know, it's heat of the battle. Like, on to the next one. Like, Luca wasn't sitting there whining. About you know, it. Like, you know what I wondered about, man. So, so the, the 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 next day after that happened, um, it was on one of the one of the ESPN sports shows. Um, Stephen A. comes out and 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 he goes, "Man, that is the best white boy I've seen play basketball since Larry Bird." <laughs> Right. And so it's funny. But again, is it so? So if if you're I'm almost going, if you're offended by by bitch ass white boy, then you should also be offended by that. Even him going, that's the best white boy I've ever seen, because what is the what is the offense? Is it is it is it the bitch ass or is it white boy? It's probably white boy. Right. But so, again, but then, I think but then certain followed, people will take that differently. But even like Stephen A followed up with that, like right after he goes, man, this brother is something special. This guy, this brother is phenomenal. Right. So you can tell that it's a it's definitely like a term of endearment. It's a term of endearment. And, and to me, again, intent matters more than anything else. Um, and Stephen A's intent was complimentary. 
And again, you have to look at a sport that is whatever you guys want to say. It's historically dominated by black people. And so if you're a white boy and you're dominating in that sport, you're going to stand out. And so immediately people are going to go that white boy can ball. Like we've heard that, right? You've been at the Y. I've been everywhere. I've, I've, I've played basketball my entire life recreationally. You know, and, and if there's a white boy that stands that's out, really we all good, go yeah. that white boy can ball. Like that's, <laughs> it's just what we say. And so intent to me matters. The difference again is that there isn't a history behind that that w- that's a culture that oppressed that you know right. like like we weren't no, oppressing white people when, right? so, when when you say that it's actually respect absolutely right and so every white boy quote unquote i'm going to use that who plays basketball who gets that from another black player goes yo that's almost like my black card like 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 the, <laughs> right like 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 the quote unquote black card that you get right it's like oh man they recognize me game recognize game like cool like and and so it, it, it you said it, it's a compliment almost in that sense and, and i think we're in this climate man where everyone is so damn sensitive because they have nothing better to worry about dude like i'm like yo you guys know there's a virus killing you out there like relax man like it's just so but I, but I do think you know you you there is sort of that 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 fragile line right now right because because it's like anything that happens um whether it's police brutality or not anything anything against a black person right now is 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 so hyped up the media jumps all over it and so i think that even that you know they even need to sort of be careful right now at least for now to go all right man like we're in a sensitive climate we're trying to 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 promote change and so maybe we need to change as well yeah, you know, for sure. And I think and, and that was more of the part that I thought of it when I saw it happen. I went, um, you know, initially kind of I, and I think I saw it live and I went, oh, smack, you know, uh, or snap. Uh, Montrez is fired up. And then um, I did the day later, whatever that evening, you started seeing all the thing behind it. And I went, yeah, you know, I think given the current climate and, and to me more in the progress you're trying to make right now um in terms of of, of the blm movement and the, and everything going on for racial equality that i went probably not the time to interject that kind of smack talk like you, like you said you're a professional you should know better just maybe not now right i think if we were in a better place you could get away with that and people would understand the intent behind it but we're so sensitive right now and everything everyone's looking for a way to discredit the other side and so that becomes a headline of you see like these guys are racist right, against right. us, you know, like and it's and it's a shame because it's clearly not the case. I think, ob- again, there's obviously some um, sportsmanship and, and some animosity as far as the game goes. But I think as a person, there's no beef there. I think that also I mean, and, and I agree with that. But if you're not from that, if you didn't grow up in that area and that's not what you're used to, to hear it like again, to see what to see what's going on now. And then, and then to hear that you, it, I could, I could totally, I'm empathetic to the fact that somebody could look at that and say, oh, look, this guy's racist. Yeah. I, I mean, and to that point, I remember moving to the South. So I, you know, I spent, um, I didn't move to the South, to Florida until high school and haven't been around people see, that we were talking about before who use the N word, like saying the word dude. Right. And yep. so I remember moving here. They're and, interchangeable. And right, they are. They're interchangeable, right? Like, so if you say, dude, you've replaced it, the word, and that's how it's used, right? In the Northeast, at least, right? So, um, and as a brown guy, I guess you kind of get a pass, right? And so growing up, you grew up around people who use that all the time. And then when I moved here, and I remember hearing someone use it in a racial context. The first time, I had never in my life heard anyone use it in a racial context. And I remember some, hearing something, and I went, oh, that sounded weird. And then it became one of those, like, oh, that's not normal. Like, uh, I, I guess 
people do use that. Like, because when we grew up, we knew people used it at some point in time in a racial way. But it wasn't that way. But it wasn't that way when I grew up, right? It was one of these. I almost look at it, um, and I think Jay Z says this all the time. It's one of these like we're gonna take the power of the word back and use it amongst ourselves, and it's a and it's a way to again, it's it's like interchangeable with dude or bruh or bro or whatever, however you want to say. And so I remember hearing it here, and then there's less people who use it here everywhere because where i grew up white people use it brown people use it black people use it. everybody used it no one thought it was racial and then i got here and it was like nah, it's racial it's yeah. racial like everyone and and it just it was such a cultural shock to me because even i had to like stop and 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 stop the way i thought because i was like okay wait like if this person uses it they mean it this way if this person uses it they mean it this way and i gotta kind of know what group of people i'm around and know oh okay these guys are are like bad intentions and these guys you know what i mean like but growing up for 14 years of my life it was just like saying dude yeah no no it's exactly like that i remember one time um living in new york so my so my stepfather he's black and um remember my cousin and i were in my house and i was like oh you you know he just he did something he did something like really funny crazy and i was like oh man you a crazy n-word right because that's that's what we used to say and amongst all of us that around, whether no, no matter who it was, like, again, we I didn't have any, I didn't really have any white friends because it was just none that lived in my area. Yeah, Spanish Harlem. I can't, I can't yeah, imagine Spanish. that was the. <laughs> <laughs> they moved out a long. They don't call it ago. Spanish for nothing. <laughs> they moved out a long time. But I remember him turning around to me and he was like, "Don't say that shit outside. He goes, somebody pop you in the mouth." And I remember looking at him going. What are you talking about? Like we all like that's my black friends, my Spanish friends. Like we that's that's like what we call each other. It's like and I told him I was like it's like it's like saying, dude. Now this guy, my stepfather, who I've talked about before on his podcast, he's ninety. So uh, he grew up in you know in the early you know in like the the early nineteen hundreds and right. So it's like I think he was born. I think he was born in twenty nine. 1929 yeah oh, so he really? kind of he went through all of that oh wow segregation okay. and 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 the whole model so he's got a completely different different outlook yeah absolutely understandable but to your point when i can move here to florida same like you i moved here from high school and my first group of friends were were mostly white and i remember saying that exact phrase or somebody was acting crazy i'm like oh man you're crazy n-word and they looked at me like what like i'm not and then and then and then it clicked and I'm like, dude, like you're not you're not home anymore. And you're man. in the south, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, I had to change different... my my thoughts and all that stuff uh, really quick, and I had to change like my obviously my vocabulary and all stuff. Like, uh, the, you know, like, like all right, I can't use that with this group of people right. because it's looked at differently, and I don't want to offend, you know. Yeah, and it truly was a term of endearment. Like, if I call you that, like you, my, you're my we're, guy. We're boys. Man. Yep. Yeah, we're boys. Like, you're yep. my guy. We're boys. There's a reason the saying is mine. We're like Denzel, right? The right. Thing, I mean, there's a reason for that. So yeah. It was weird man i didn't um again i didn't even i didn't i've never even experienced racism until i moved to the south so it's for me it was all bizarre it's like oh this is all squashed what are you guys talking about and then i was like okay how how small-minded was i right because then i got here and it's like oh the world's a much bigger place than my <laughs> little town in jersey right and um i just hadn't experienced that and we just used it i grew up around such a diverse group of people and it was all love and nothing i've never experienced any kind of racial tension like that That it was bizarre when i got here and i was like wait what do you guys like and I, you know somebody used a hard r and i was like wait a minute man, sir right <laughs> like, right right like, actually and to that man someone called me boy here once too and i'm just like oh okay that that was that a different like oi to it you know like, <laughs> like i don't think you really meant that like i don't think you were being nice <laughs> 
But you know, man. I, again, I, I think they squashed it. Hopefully, it moves on. Um, I think the NBA spoke to Montrez like, hey, you know, I think to to your point of uh, the hey, you got to be a professional. You know, we're on TV, blah blah, blah right now. And hopefully, that's the end of that. I, I hope people don't keep harping on it because it's it's gonna take away from a phenomenal series right now that's going on. It's two two. It should be three one. A Dallas should be up three to one because if Porzingis doesn't get ejected on that BS. That first game, dude, it's 2-0. Yeah, flagrant, right? Yeah, that was a stupid uh, – uh, I, I didn't agree with No, was, was it a flagrant that got him kicked out or I was he, it I thought the, he had two flagrants that game. I mean, okay. So it, it was a BS, I think, injection. That, not in the playoffs. Just no way. Like right. you you just officiate that differently. And any official that tells you differently is on crack. Like you officiate games differently the last four minutes than you do the first 36. Like it's just – or the first 40, whatever you want to call it. Like it just – it's different. The environment's different. The 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 stakes are different. You officiate that differently. And so, yeah, yeah man, I was uh, disappointed in that. But it's a hell of a series. It's the best series going on right now, I think. I mean, obviously, Oklahoma tied it earlier, so that's 2-2. So we'll see where that goes. But I think as far as watching games-wise, those have been the funnest ones to watch. Yeah. No, no. That's, it's, it's been phenomenal, the playoffs so far. But keeping with that, man, now when I flip over to the other side, so did you see Tom Brenneman? Yeah, this this the Reds dude. The yeah, red guy, yes, right. So, so he, so this guy who's been announcing forever, right? He goes, I guess he's 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 he thinks he's off the air, but he's not. And then the the only thing that 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 the mic catches is he says, uh, one of the fag capitals of the world. And where are they playing? So, dude, so tell By me, like immediately. I thought of cities immediately in my mind. Yeah, so did I. I. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we want to say what we, but that, same thing, right? So I go, they must be playing. And then I had a few cities I go, uh-uh, right? Yeah. And, it's like Milwaukee. And they, they weren't, but they were, they were playing Kansas City. Oh, that's so, so it wasn't, wasn't, so you wasn't obviously on the don't list. get the context, but right, it wasn't on the list. So, and, and it hasn't come out of, 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 of where he was talking about, but obviously saying that, so now the guy's been like fired, and and he's has he fired? I know he was suspended. I'm pretty sure, like I'm pretty sure he's not putting on that that headset anymore. Yeah, because right it was the way he said it, man. Was uh, again, intent is everything, and so people who know him might say, "Yeah, man, he doesn't mean that. He's joking around." Like, well, like again, the intent behind it is everything, right? Um, and I also think that put you on the air. But I also think that like again, it's like the the place, and this is why, and this is why for um for for Montrez, I'm going, dude, like you're at work, yeah, work, like yeah. right, and so this guy, the same thing. I'm not even saying like, like, you know, whatever for whatever you know, whatever his 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 beliefs are. I just when he apologized, like he said stuff like, um, you know, I'm deeply ashamed, and this is like right after. Or, he or, made an, an an apology on the air. On the air, like during I guess when the, they realized during the game. Yeah, they told him like they had your to mic tell was him. hot. Right. You this was caught, and he had to go and immediately go apologize. Yeah. And then he and then he's like, "I'm a man of faith," and I'm just like, yeah, I, don't, okay. "I don't, I don't, I don't really understand what what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, okay. Like, okay, so you believe in God? Great. Like I don't understand what that means. Has like, anything to do that, with you? Yeah. It doesn't really have anything to do with your views of anything. It hurts your cause. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> right? like. Knowing I mean, the views, right, of that community on, <laughs> dude, I would have, I, I would have, I would have loved to, him to just go, man. You know what? I was at work. I shouldn't have said that. Um, I don't have any ill will towards that group of people. Um, it was kind of a, a slip up of, you know, of what are the, or maybe it's maybe it's not right. But I would have rather have to heard more of a more of a genuine, 
if you want to apologize, apologize, right? But more of a genuine apology, like, the, don't tell me that you believe in God. Like, I don't care. I don't care, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. It has zero to do with that comment. I wonder how many people heard that and went, all right, guys, he can't, you can't be mad at him. He's a man of faith. He believes in God or whatever. Like, man of faith could believe me what he's a, an A-God, I guess. But Dude, I don't know. It doesn't. You know what was great? So I'd be like, did he say which one? So we know whether or not we're okay with what he said. Dude. So during the apology, he has to break from his apology to call the home run. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's even better? So the camera, so he calls the home run. Now, what would have been great is if he would have broke into like his home run voice. You know, the voice he normally uses for the home run. That would have been phenomenal. But it wasn't. So he was very somber. He calls the home run, whatever. The ball lands in... Um, the the Planet Fitness No Judgment Zone. <laughs> Yo, he really was a man of faith, bro. If, if that's not God going, I got you, bro. It's like, it puts I, it's like I told you, stop saying that shit, <laughs> broke. Oh my god, dude! You know what it is? Is that in 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 this environment, man, and this whole cancel culture thing is that you can't. And and maybe his intent behind that is malicious. I don't know what his thoughts are on that. Certainly, saying he's a man of faith doesn't help him in my <laughs> eyes. But again, like if I got caught saying something like that on a hot mic, I would like to think that my family and my friends and all that who know like me and know my intent would have gone like that's Juan being stupid like in saying a joke that wasn't funny because in my mind too like obviously he what he was saying wasn't a joke but I'm shitty about censoring myself and and trying to make jokes that I think are funny and I always tell people like my good jokes and my bad jokes all come from the same place so if I say something you're offended by it it came from the same place from the one that you weren't offended by it's just that it was shitty and it wasn't for you and maybe I I gotta just do better so I, I, I would like to think that you know people who know him no like yeah he didn't and then i'm sure there's some people who are like yeah that's right on brand right like and not saying that he's a bad guy right yeah, i don't know him. i don't know may, anything about him. but he may have that view about about that community like you know what, what whatever man it's just like you just gotta be smarter than just that at work don't do it at fucking do work. It at work like dude. that's the thing that i'm talking about it's just and, and, paranoid and again to say for, something when we're recording <laughs> like because i right like and we know right when it's on off or whatever but i'm paranoid to say something questionable then even if it's because i'm like eh, i don't want that to get caught and we miss it editing the episode or something this is why we record it <laughs> so we can go back the next day that's and- why we don't do it live people because <laughs> we'd have been canceled a long time ago because juan doesn't have a filter <laughs> Listen, <laughs> they can't cancel us. They can't. That's true, because we. It's hard to cancel zero sponsors. <laughs> but if y'all want to send a donation this way, <laughs> so listen, we are not accepting sponsors. However, we will take donations. We will take donations or liquor, whatever. <laughs> Bottles of wine. It's a form of donation. It's a form of donation. <laughs> Dude, did you see De La Hoya wants to come back? <laughs> I did, but I don't know for what. <laughs> and do you? Do you? No, obviously he's gonna come and fight the cream of the crop. Because De La Hoya is not coming back and fighting nonsense. Well, that's what he said. He said it's, it's not going to be an exhibition. He wants to come back. He's, he's going to fight between, uh, what is it? I haven't wrote it down here. So it's a 154 to 160, which is the super welterweight to middleweight. So Mayweather. So listen. So here's, the, here's, the, here's some, some of the guys that, that I know you will at least know the names of. Um, you got the, Char- the Charlo brothers. 
Okay. Okay. You're not fighting those guys. No. It's not a big enough payday. Jared Hurd. Nope. And then uh, this guy, I can't remember. His last name is Lara. It's the Cuban guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right? So that's that one. And then, and then of course, the middleweights, you got Triple G, you got Daniel Jacobs, you got David Lemieux, Peter Quillen, and Cotto. Well, Cotto's retired. Unless he comes out, he's still he's still like he's still considered in that in that class. I don't know if he's officially retired. Perhaps, they perhaps never fought, right? They never did fight each other. So I guess that you could do that. Maybe, maybe you Cotto do that. Back. That's what I'm thinking. I was like, maybe you take an older guy. But there's a big enough fan base on the Mexican and the Puerto Rican side that that would garner that enough pay per views. Yep. like I'd pay for that, and I feel stupid saying that, but I'd pay for it. Like to watch Cotto. Dude, he's and forty-seven. He's gonna die, but I'd pay to see. <laughs> you know what his last fight was? the Pacquiao Pacquiao forced him into retirement yeah and that was what 10 years ago um, is that right it? 12 years ago wow even longer yeah. yo Pacquiao put a whooping on him though yeah that was bad so that was a whooping at 35 so and, and now he's claiming that his jab is quicker <laughs> <laughs> bro that's old you know when old folks would just be making up shit like like, like my wheelchair hey. got faster because I changed the battery. <laughs> Foreman that's, did it. That's that. For the for, what? How old was Foreman when he came? I want to say he was fifty, bro. And he won. He won a title. He won a title. Yeah. He. Won he a title um, I, I can see the guy that he beat, but I can't remember his name. I don't know, man. Listen, Oscar might do a couple of lines, and he might come in a hype. But I just first off, he has to fight someone like top of that weight class or good because he's not going to come in to fight an exhibition or like a tune-up fight. Because it's not worth it. If he gets rocked by a no name, right, then it it just tarnishes and his legacy. And he probably don't want to fight anybody. That no. Young. And if he gets rocked by a, a a top guy in in that division right now, then that's understandable. He goes, "Yo, I did it at forty seven. And if he wins by and if he loses by a decision, you can stomach that. As long as he doesn't get dropped, he's fine. But dude, he couldn't land a shot on Pacquiao. He couldn't land a shot on... Well, actually, the Mayweather fight was close the first few rounds, and then Mayweather did what he does, and he computes your whole thing, and then it just gets bad, but he actually fought one of the more intelligent fights against Mayweather. The problem is, is you have to have plan A through, like, M with Mayweather, and he didn't have that. He had A, B, and maybe partial C. No, he fought him. He fought him well in the beginning, but like, like you said, it's like Mayweather does with everybody. It's like, okay, like, you're not doing that anymore. Yeah, like he does it. I don't know what that beeping is. Is that my? <laughs> That's the fucking camera. fucking camera. I hate this camera. Yo, if anybody got a videographer who wants to come out here on Monday nights and record shit with us, we'll give you drinks. Yeah, we'll give you drinks. <laughs> this fucking camera. God damn. If you didn't hear the beeping, that was my camera shot. Every week, if you follow this podcast, you know that every single week something happens with our video, which is why you guys never get the video of it. Dude. I need the that's it's time for the whiskey. Um, we're all out of wine, right? Yeah, yes. listen, I'm the the I'm ca- opening the, the window camera window. is gonna is gonna cancel us. Yeah, listen, it been canceled us. Hey, GoPro, get your shit together. And that maybe that's my fault for using a GoPro. Like, look, and it turned itself back on. Did it? I don't even know if it's recording. This shit's got a phantom camera. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, did you um, did you see? Not to divert too much from sports, but this shit's wild. The the chick in Detroit who was dead, pronounced dead by paramedics, right? Gets taken, her her body's handed over to her family. Her family has her sent to a funeral home. She wakes up in the funeral home. What do you mean? Wait, hold up. I mean, not dead in the funeral home. Did you, okay, I need to know. 
I need to know specifics on this one, right? So so how does that how does that happen? Like, is she in bed? And do they find her in bed? Yes. So they find her in bed. She's yeah. unresponsive, right? Quote unquote dead. They check her, no pulse, no thing. They say for Who the, who the hell is they? They Did is they the paramedics. No way, man. Yes, no. Bro, the fire department in Detroit, right, says that they show up and for 30 minutes they perform life-saving, quote unquote, um care. I don't know if that's CPR or fucking shocks or or listen, again, I went to community college. I don't know what that entails, right? Detroit. Have you been to Detroit? I have. So have I. And uh <laughs> shit is suspect. It's yeah, that's one way to put it. <laughs> Shout out to Detroit. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, I remember driving Dude, I remember driving from Detroit like to I, I think this was right out of the rental car place. And I remember driving on the highway, looking around, going, feeling like I was in the walking dead. Like I felt like the apocalypse had started. Yeah. Like it was deserted. Dude, I, I so <laughs> So we have to do um, at, at at my place of business. So we we had to go, and there's a team of us. We had to go around the country, including Hawaii, to do some installations um, of some new equipment. And how do I draw the short straw? I get Cleveland and Detroit. <laughs> Cleveland and Detroit. Yo, somebody didn't like you, bro. That's dude. In Detroit. Yeah, so so I get so I fly into Cleveland, I I close down the place that's there, and then I take I rent a van. I rent I rent a car when they give me a freaking minivan. Anyway, drive to Detroit. Let me tell you, I get off of the highway or the main highway, so I'm following the GPS obviously, right? I have no idea where I'm going. But I get off the highway and it's like your destination is in point nine miles. And the only thought that I had was the hell it is. <laughs> I got off of that thing, man. And all I'm, bro, like you said, Walking Dead, I thought zombies were going to walk out of. It's dead. It's dead. And it was like abandoned buildings. And then and it's just like, I'm getting like real close to my hotel and the shit's not getting any better. It was literally like, maybe like 0.2 miles before <laughs> my hotel was when I go, oh, there's somebody. <laughs> Dude, I and I remember I went to their downtown area and and their downtown is pretty like it's because cool. yeah, they're it redoing cool. it, yep. right? So you can tell they're redoing it. There's no people. I've never seen anything like it. I'm like it's downtown and it was dead. Um bro, but that's what Detroit and Cleveland like Bin Laden could fly over those and he'd be like, "Oh shit." Like, <laughs> Somebody beat us to the punch. <laughs> <laughs> God, move, be, it, yeah, move it to Minnesota. This one's been here. He, be he called his boys. They already came. They are. <laughs> Can you check where Ben El Sabine? I think he got the wrong location. He hit this one already, bro. It's, bro, it's so bad. Oh my. All right, so so all right, so they find this woman. I'm sorry, dead. they find this woman. Yeah. Okay, so they find a woman dead. Paramedics, the people that. Claim they know what the hell they're doing. Yep. What is going on? Do life-saving, you know, whatever procedures on her, whatever that means. They take her to, obviously, so obviously they pronounce her dead. They tell her family she's dead. Um, they turn over the body. Her family then has to have her sent to a um, funeral home. And while she's at the funeral home, uh, she wakes up. <laughs> and so the people from the funeral parlor called now. Yo, can you imagine? First of all. If you work at a funeral home, shout out to you around dead bodies. But I think the comforting part of that is that you know they're not gonna move. Now, <laughs> when if you at a funeral home, bro, and the person gets up like, "Yo, what's up, man? What's going on in here?" <laughs> like, 
that might ruin your day a little now, bit. I, I don't think, know. Isn't it when 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 folks die, like there are? I think that there are sort of like episodes of where they could still twitch. Uh, yeah, which that would freak me out too, bro. Right, right. But I, but yeah. I imagine if you if you're around it enough, then you, you go like, ah, uh, yeah. Do you, bro? Can you imagine if there was like a dead body laying here? Like we work no. at an office, no. let's say with dead people, no, and it just <laughs> sat up or twitched. Like no. you'd be like, oh yeah, nah, no, bro. I'm not. I think when I was younger, bro, my uh uh. My mom had a friend who worked at a funeral parlor or whatever. And I remember like visiting her yeah. and I was petrified to be anywhere near that. It was like a house. It looked like a house. I, for whatever reason, funeral homes always look like houses. And then, um, and I remember like, I don't want to be in here, like going in and she yeah. was visiting. And I'm like, hell to the not. There's dead people in there. And you would always hear the stories about if they move. I'm like, what if they move? It's like, yeah, fuck that. So I wonder, so I wonder what, like, right. So this is probably like a seasoned person working there. And then at what point, I'm just wondering, right? Like, at what point do they realize, oh, shit, the person's actually alive. Like, he's not just twitching. He probably twitched a few times and they're probably like, yeah, that's Susie. I'm going to assume when she gets up and goes, what y'all doing in here? <laughs> Why you got a scalpel? Why is there a marker down my, my sternum? <laughs> she goes, and she's like, bro, you get him like autopsy my ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can you, yo, can you imagine if you'd have started that shit and you got her like sliced open and they wake up or like, oh my god, then you know what and that you're, got, like oh. you're, you're probably are, are you qualified to sew them back up? Can you? Yeah, I don't know. Are you? I don't know. Do they cover that? Yo, if anybody knows anybody who's a funeral director, hit us up. Like, can you, if you <laughs> cut somebody open and suddenly they wake up, like, do you just call 911 or can you, can you sew them back up? I don't, that's some, bro, I don't, I don't know. And then that would almost make me hesitant as a, again, I don't work in this field. So obviously the chances of this happening are like one in a million. But then it got me thinking, like, how many people have they started embalming? And doing stuff on and, and removing organs and all that stuff because they assumed they were dead and maybe they would have just woken up. Be like, this is the whole reason behind the graveyard shift thing, right? Like, uh, have you ever heard this story? Oh, yes, like, yes, why yes. They, they, they tie a rope to the, around their finger and yep. there's literally someone's job to sit at a cemetery. It's like a bell. And it's a bell. Right? Yeah. And the bell would go off and they would dig them out because back then this used to happen a lot. Is there not a machine or something? Or unless she did die and then her heart just said, like, nah. Yeah, like, her brain just said like, "Nah, we got a couple more in us." And then, which, by the way, she's in the hospital now. I don't know her condition, but I guess there's still a chance she could not make it. But she woke up. They've never really said what took her there in the first place. But Dude, I just thought that shit was wild. That's crazy, man. Now, now, if that person comes back out and does something like phenomenal, right? It could. How do you beat that story, yo? I died once, and then people be like, "Yeah, it was an accident once." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." I died once. I was in a coffin. <laughs> so, dude, you know what? Then, you know what? I want that person to be interviewed because there's so much about like, you know, like, 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 like when you die and like people, people see the light. Right. And, and it's, it's the whole like, is there, is there heaven and all of that? Right. Like, I want that person. Like when she's out of the hospital. You're like, where'd you go? Somebody has to interview her, man, to see like, you know, was it just, you know, did, did, did you dream? Did you, did you see this? Did you see that? I don't think I would trust the perspective. Why? I would be interested, right? I'm just interested. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I would I'm definitely be interested. For, for proof. But I always think, like, in a, I don't know what her moments were like before she quote unquote died, right? But in those moments of like panic, of of desperation, of um, turmoil, whatever, however you want to word that, um, you, I, I, 
you know, like they say, people dream or you envision something or you hope for something, you escape, or maybe you're trying to make amends or whatever that is. Like, I never take that when people go like, oh, I died and I saw like whatever the light, like I always tuck it up as could it be a dream? Could it be a, could it be your subconscious going like, fuck, this is over. Could Maybe it's legit. You know, like, I don't know. Like I'm still in this, like, yeah, I would be curious to see what she says, but then I'm always apprehensive because I go, there's so much more documented stuff. You know, that, that she could just mimic what somebody else said. Like, oh, yeah, there was a light and, you know, it was this dude and there True. was a gate. If she said some crazy <laughs> shit like, yo, man, my feet were on fire and uh, some dude, <laughs> some dude named Bill met me. As, and like it was completely different. You're like, oh, wait, you went to hell. And, uh, you know, like if it had some crazy. Yeah, but there's been there's even been stories about that, about people that when they're dying, like, like they go to hell, like their feet burning. Oh, I want to talk to these. folks. Yeah, no, there's, there's actually been stories like that. I want to know so, what it's like, because I'm sure that's what's waiting. I just want to see. <laughs> I just really, like I said, I'm interested just to know, like I said, and hopefully it's not a, a, a fake story, but if she actually had something to tell, I would be, in, I would be interested in, in, in knowing what that's like. Because if she went to the, like, was it like a day later? Was it a, like, how long? I don't, you figured it had to be within the same day. What I thought was strange was they didn't take her to the hospital to autopsy her there or like to do, yeah, to do an autopsy. No, they don't do the hospital. They took her they, straight they to the, the mortuary. The, yeah. the morgue, yeah. So they had her body from the house straight to the morgue. So yeah, it could have been within the same day. I don't know. I'd, be, I, I'd imagine that more details are going to come out. <laughs> it isn't the first time I've heard something like this happen, but I, but first time in the States that I've heard in a long time. It always happens in like these random ass countries. But Well, you figure, you figure, I mean, if you're. If your heart stops for a certain amount of time and, and there's no blood and oxygen going to your brain for a certain amount of time, I mean, your brain, brain. Yeah, like, is she, she going to be the same? Yeah, I don't know. What if she's smarter or like completely different or, or, or like, yeah, lack of oxygen and maybe has a thing or two missing when she comes back? Maybe yeah. she doesn't remember. Like, who knows? I'm going to be fascinated yeah, to see how this develops. Dude, but on that same thing, um, I don't know why, but I saw this story about funeral parlors in El Salvador. And I peeped this. So these funeral parlors, El Salvador has one of the highest crime rates in the world, homicide rates, actually homicide rates in the world, right? It's always on these lists of the most homicides and they have a lot of gang related violence, right? This is El Salvador? El Salvador. Don't go to El Salvador. Yeah. So don't go to El Salvador for vacation. Um, and so statistically speaking, there's a good chance you're not coming back. Anyway, so the the funeral parlors, dude, is a lucrative business where at some point in time, like five, six years ago, People just started opening them left and right because they were saying the murder rates were like 300 something murders a month or something crazy like that. That's big business for funerals. Right. So whatever regime came in at the end of like 17, 18, I don't know what exactly they did, but essentially the the violence started to tone down. And so like. 2017 yes 2017 okay. 18 whatever so so and i'll get to how this relates to now but it, they started to the violence started to trickle down and so the murders cut into like a third of what they were which obviously this hurts their economy because so much of their economy was based around funeral parlors so isn't that nuts so take it now to 2020 and they're getting a boost now from covid is more lucrative quote-unquote than gang violence now there because um, it was, there was obviously such a significant drop, but they've had so many COVID deaths that the funeral parlors are blooming again. And I thought it was hilarious. And I forget why I read this in some like financial journal. <laughs> there was this whole article about the funeral business. And this is how much of a nerd I am. And I read that shit about the, about the funeral business in El Salvador. Dude. So, so, so as a government, right, do you pump less money into healthcare because you go, 
this is this is the business of the of the country that actually makes us money. So like for COVID, right? Do you do you put less resources there or do you maybe just not beef up to deal with COVID and you go like, eh, if they survive, good. If they don't, that's because okay the too. Funeral parlors are doing great or not great? Yeah, no, no, no. If if they if they're not doing as good, then you go, hey, business is great. It's booming. Taxes, tax, you know, tax revenues coming in, and it's due to the people that are dying. So let them, let them go. That's an interesting take because I'm sure we do that here, but on a different. There's layers to this, right? So I'm sure we, whether it's in disease or the lack of education when it comes to health, where we, um, we were talking about this earlier, where, where a lot of the people who die from COVID, there's a shit ton of underlying conditions directly attributed to your health. So we might do this indirectly without noticing it. Where we might go, we don't educate people on the, the, the downfall of sugar or the downfall of, um, you know, the ingredients in your food in general. And so and all these things that lead to cancer. So maybe indirectly or as a unintended consequence of the way we live, we almost benefit these funeral parts. Like there's another economy that right, no one right. talks about that we go. You know, you always hear the people say like, oh, we could cure cancer, but there isn't money in curing cancer. There's money in treating and I, you know, and I don't know whether or not Dude. that's true. I'd like to think that someone could cure. I don't, I don't know. I think I, I'd like to think if I was a doctor, man, and I had figured that out, or I was some kind of researcher. I'm not keeping that to myself, purely from arrogance, right? Because you want to be the dude who plays God. But then, yeah, I don't know. So, but listen. So, I mean, in keeping with that, cancer and heart disease are the number one and two killers of Americans, right? So every year. Approximately 1.2 million people die in the U.S. from just those two. From cancer or heart disease. Or heart disease. And, and they're, they're, they're almost equal. They're, they're, they're about 600 grand a piece. That's a lot of people. Man. Right? But it's almost like it's become so normal. And I just wonder, like, so, so obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're in a pandemic and and i know that that the the you know covid-19 is it, it's different it's it's contagious right cancer and heart disease are not are not contagious so so i get that you know that 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 factor of it and i get the um you know all of the effort that we're putting behind it but then i'm going okay once we deal with covid-19 why are we not turning to at least those two and going okay how do we stop that and maybe there is some other underlying things that, you know, big business, it's big business, right? The big, big pharmacy, right? Big pharma. Um, but I'm going like, you know, we talked about this last week before the show with like you just mentioned sugar. Um, and, and listen, people grab anything from your from your cabinet. I mean, unless unless you're really conscious about what you eat, go go read like the labels and, and how many how much crap that you can't even pronounce that you actually ingest into your bodies. And it's like, who knows, who knows what you're actually bringing in to your system and what that's, and, and what kind of havoc that's wreaking on your body that you have no clue. And then you come out, you know, at some point with, you know, diabetes, which is not another, another top 10 killer. Mesothelioma, which we talk about a lot. <laughs> Only because the name sounds funny. <laughs> It's true, but, though. Man. No, it's so true, bro. It's just like I, I, like I'm, I'm wondering. So once we get past COVID nineteen, I, I really wonder if there's going to be any, you know, because it, the folks that are surviving COVID 
are healthy folks. Yes. So if the ones that are dying are the ones with underlying conditions. So is it important to get a to get a vaccine? Absolutely. But then once you get the vaccine, isn't the next thing let's treat the underlying conditions? Why are we becoming obese? Why are we eating like shit? You know, like that kind of stuff is like why why are we doing that to to our to ourselves as a as a species? Yeah, let's make our let, let's make ourselves healthy and strong to be able to withstand something like this um because if you looked at all those studies all the, p- the people who died from it, obesity was a big one yeah. right and all this i think one of the things i always look at is i think that because there isn't an instant payoff to eating unhealthy um or any other i guess unhealthy habit that you could have right there isn't a it, it's a long progression right to getting unhealthy if you eat incorrectly and all this stuff we're we're this culture we're this people of like an immediate um gratification right so if it takes forever to kill me we don't really tend to recognize it until it's too late um i'm i'm wondering if and probably not because again until it happens to us we don't tend to care that because so many people are dying from this and they're directly attributing it to the fact that these guys were either pre-diabetic or diabetic or overweight and all this stuff and you would go well, damn, if there's a really good chance, because at some point in time, probably all of us are going to get COVID and you would think some of us would go, all right, I got to get myself in shape so that I can kind of fight this off. Most people probably won't because it, it isn't tangible. Right. Um, and so I think that's what happens. And I know food's one of these personal things and they're definitely um, like disorders around it. But for the most part, it's a lack of discipline and lack of education. I th- more than anything, lack of education. I've never, I don't know if you ever in school had someone teach you i mean i know we had health classes but health classes were always the bullshit like it's boring oh, you get these credits and this is boring and whatever yep. it's like you do it most of the time it was a teacher teaching it who probably didn't have a teaching certificate and it was like oh this guy coaches the basketball team so we just need him to be able to teach something and it wasn't really like a, an actual effort put into educating you on hey here's what you eat here's this like you, you were saying before we were talking about this last week i've a few days this week i did i took that whole uh, what was it if god didn't give it to you don't eat it type right. approach yep um, and so I did fruits and vegetables and all that stuff without a shadow of a doubt. Those days I felt a hundred times better than the days where I consumed something that had sugar or consumed something that had like more than two ingredients and in, on the label or uh, so like, you know, for a long time, we've talked about this where I go, if I can't pronounce it, I'm not eating it. People would do that for like three or four days. If you can't pronounce it, don't eat it and look at how much better you feel. We won't do that though, because it's, it's a, such a long term thing to, to see the, or it's one. It takes something like this pandemic, and maybe you get sick, and you're like, "Oh, I fought that off." To where you see the payoff, and we're this instant. I want to see the instant gratification, or it's not worth it to right. me. So, um, what, what's that? What's that movie? The the Disney movie with the robot, where it's like in the future, where oh, everybody's um, fat. He's Wally. Wally, right? It's so it's so funny because when we watched that initially, um, I remember going like, "Wow, man! Like, is that where we're headed?" Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be sort of a uh, 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 feel good kind of, but kind of funny. But then when you see the humans. At the time, right? They're all they're all overweight. Um, none, none of them walk. You know, they're all like rolling around in these little. I don't even know what you what you call them, but. Um, and I and I thought about it at the time when I saw that, going like, man, like is that like is that eventually where mankind is headed? Like, how many sixty year olds do you know that are overweight? Like visibly overweight. I know probably if they get on a scale or medically, but how many 50, 60 year olds do you know that are like morbidly obese? Not or just mor- obese. Not morbidly obese, but I, I would obese. say I would say I know a few. A few. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't hang out with sixty-year-olds, so <laughs> but 
but but no, I mean, I mean, like I I I know I know a few that are that that are you know sort of like not in the best shape. Yeah, most of them don't make it past their like early fifties, right? And there's a reason for that, right? So like I I think that's the part I have. I think encouraging people, encouraging like certainly I would want my kids to be encouraged regardless of how they look, but I would also be like, hey man, like as a father who cares about them and cares about their longevity in their life, I would say you there's you should be something just like I would expect them like me like when I get overweight. And my family tells me, like, there's something to the shaming me when I'm fat. Like, when my family's like, damn, Tagoldo, you know, like, that I go, I might feel bad in the moment, but I go, damn, they got a point. I should get my shit together. Like, yep. And then you do. And then you do, right? And it's the intent behind it, right? Like, when your family tells you that, you know that they, it comes from a place of love. It doesn't come from a, right. of a place of bad intentions. But, yeah, I just wish we, we could have, like, an open, honest conversation about things like that without people getting offended and thinking you're, like, fat shaming people. Because it's not about fat shaming. It's the, like, hey, man, like, I, I, there's one thing to have, like, disorder or even an eating disorder or some kind of medical condition and all that like that's understandable and we're not saying that you're ugly because you're a certain way either you're too skinny right because it goes the other way um but i also think that there's there's an open and honest conversation that we can have because people are so afraid of the blowback of saying hey maybe your eating habits are shit in either direction if you're too skinny or too fat like there's 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 downsides to both so I, and it's weird because we're in this sensitive place right now where you can't bring that up but covid has shown that there's clearly a correlation between being overweight and and whether or not you survive yeah you and, and it's not so much i don't even i don't even know if it's it's being overweight but it's definitely just not being in good health it, right new york directly attributed it to obesity do you know, so New York is now number four on, like, the number of cases of COVID? Who's number one? It's like, it's, it's and don't quote, don't quote me on this, it's California, California, Texas, Florida. I don't know who's number, I think California's number one, but California, Texas, Texas Florida are, are like, one, two, and three. I don't know which order. Get your shit together, Florida. The but, rookie numbers. You gotta get to the number one. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? New York has just as many deaths as the three of them combined oh damn now I, that has a lot to do with the I, I guess they again they directly attributed it to obesity in new york in the study that i saw they you know it was i forget what percentage it was um but like do the research and google it it was um when they went back and looked at like the admission documents more times than not people who were like pre-diabetic people who were obese had a, a significantly lower chance of surviving and they were finding that that was the number one factor more than anything else was obesity um and it beat out every other factor by a long shot but the, you just look at our society man everything it's everything is fast everything is now yeah. that you know no one concentrates on on which i actually give kudos to the to some of the 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 food delivery um companies out there that are you know for a fee they'll send you like fresh like fresh meats and vegetables to your house and they, and, and they tell you what what meals to make with it and you know um you some know. of those are good man i've tried some yeah but you know what if you can't afford that you know what if it, the 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 general rule of of like if god didn't give it to you don't don't take it that's probably just a good rule rule of thumb to follow yeah, shop on the edges of the grocery stores. Yeah, the other one that I hear all the time, like stick to the oh, outside. I never thought about that. People like don't go in the aisles in the middle. Right, right, stick right. Stay the, on the outside. Fruits and vegetables, yeah, right, are always right. on the outside. The meats are always on the outside. That's, yeah, and yeah. listen, I, I eat like shit, so don't say I'm oh, guilty yeah, yeah, I'm not. of not following that because again, it, there isn't an immediate um, uh, a concern for me, right? Like I guess when you got to the point where you, there's a health scare, you tend to change your 
your habits, right? Like I will say I had some health scares directly related to like stress and eating earlier this year that I immediately shut, you know, turned it on and went, okay, I got to stop this like ASAP. But I'm at the point now where I've kind of forgotten that feeling, right? Where I, where that fear, I'm going to call it fear because it was fear um, of where you start to question your mortality. And I did earlier this year, I had like a, a, a health scare where I went, oh crap. And then you start to question your mortality and I made changes, but you know what it is, is you get complacent, you get comfortable. And now it, it seems so far away and I've started to kind of get back into these old habits um, and, and now I'm at the point where I go, okay, I need to, I need to go back and fix some of these because honestly, the other part of it was, I just liked the way I felt. My mood was better. My energy was better. Everything about it was better. Um, but you know, I think everybody has their different reasons for, yeah, obviously, you know, doing what they do. So yeah, no, and it's, and it's very easy to, to, to get on something for a while and then you kind of get down to your goal and you go, okay, now I'm good. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Like I'm good. Cause I know I'm gonna have a bowl of ice cream when I leave here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I love ice cream, man. Listen, me, anything Reese's peanut butter cup from DQ or whatever, like the blizzards, I'm in. Or I'll buy ice cream myself and then chop up a bunch of peanut butter cups and throw it in and throw some peanut butter in it. Yeah. It's fire. I can't. Yeah. I love it, man. All right, man. Do you want to close on, you want to close on like a bit of good news or you want to go into politics, man? I We could do good news, but I just want to make fun of anybody who donated to Bannon's wall real quick. You dumbass racist bastards got ripped up. By, by Bannon. I did not hear about this. He, he was talking a little bit about it. I yeah. told you to stop. You know who I want to hear. Ban- I think it's Steve Bannon. I don't know, bro. He's irrelevant. But it's Bannon. He he was on Trump's cabinet. He took it upon himself to do like a fundraiser uh, last year, year before, to build the wall. And okay. so as a person, you and I, like we donate to St. Jude's Hospital for Kids. Right. We could have donated to build the wall. Okay. Lots of people donated to build the wall. It turned out that he was that it, like he used some of the money, obviously, for personal gains. They didn't use it to build the wall, so he scammed a bunch of people. And there's a whole shit more to the story. It doesn't matter. You racist bastards are just as dumb as we thought. And Steve Bannon ripped you guys off, so he was arrested this week. Um, How do they figure that out? Because they haven't right, so they haven't built the wall yet. The wall's not there. That's what I'm saying. So like, so like, let's think about this, right? So like, so he starts to get these donations. They're not clearly. They're not ready to build it yet. No, right. It's a clear wall. Remember, Trump wanted a clear wall, so it's there. Y'all just don't know. It's, you won't know until you run into. It. It's called a fence. Oh shit! That shit been there for a while. <laughs> it's the biggest waste of money in the history. Like the, Mexicans are the most innovative people ever, and the hardest working mofos on the face of the earth. Like the idea that you're gonna go, I'm gonna build this wall. These guys will never figure it out. You're gonna have some. You're gonna have the greatest pole vaulters yeah. ever. <laughs> so, the Olympics are about to be lit with the Mexican team. You're gonna have all the El Chapo's kids just crushing. This is gold, silver, and bronze. All like Miriam El Chapo, Jesus El Chapo. <laughs> All of them gonna be El Chapo kids. <laughs> so did he get arrested? I'm assuming he, he got arrested. did get arrested. I don't know what's gonna happen. Obviously, you know he gets a trial on that whole nine now. But like, come on, man. The I I just think it's awesome because Mexican people are some of the most awesome again, hardest working people on the face of the planet. And the fact that we have been such shitty human beings to them as a country, and you tried to do this, and all these shitty people who donated, I'm just glad they got ripped off. Like I don't even want Steve Bannon to get arrested. I want to high five him. <laughs> so like, he's another useless piece of shit. But, but I so. Yeah, I don't know anything about him, but that's pretty, uh, that's pretty funny. You don't need to know. He's a he's garbage, man. He's garbage. That whole 
movements garbage people who would have donate to a cause to build a wall garbage like that yeah i said what i said so well, let me like, let me hit let me hit you off on a on a on a good note hit, hit us with note, some love man. hit us with a some good, love positive note good positive carbon footprints to close us out today so in santiago chile there is a guy that's dressing up like batman and getting in his batmobile which is like a white suv his batmobile is a white suv but he's going around delivering food to the homeless Oh, that's dope. And I was like, that's cool, man. That's, that's you know, the piece of the piece right. of good news. You know, like I said, somebody and it's funny, man, because the and the reason why he chose Batman was because he thought it would make people smile. And awesome. so and so the picture of him, it's like he's he's in a full like Batman costume, but he has a mask. Like not only the Batman mask, but also the the like 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 the surgical mask to prevent the COVID. Oh, the COVID. So like, he's yeah, ba- yeah, yeah. Batman with the mask. So he's Batman with that's the That's awesome. Batman with the mask with the mask. Um, but he's going around, like I said, and, and he chose that to 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 kind of make people smile and make people feel good. And 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 the pictures of him, you know, he opens up his back and he brings out boxes of food. And if if he sees homeless like like lined up in like little tents or whatever, and he brings them food and he sits there and he talks to them and just puts a smile on their face, man, and gives them food, man. And I was like, you know what? Something so small, right? Get got some food, kind of kind of like what what you did last week or the week prior, um, you know. It just just everybody, man. We could we could all do, we could all do a little bit. Oh yeah, um, you know, to make the world a better place. The fact so. is, Batman. I'm a Batman dork, so I would just I'd I'd sit outside just so that he'd give me something so I could meet Batman. <laughs> <laughs> dude, dude, and actually to go on that, did you see the trailer for the new Batman movie? I did not. Oh, I saw the the Wonder Woman movie. Okay, so they did that DC fandom this weekend, which is like an all DC thing. They did the trailer for the Wonder Woman. They did the trailer for, um, uh, or not the trailer, but they spoke about the Flash is getting, um, if you're not familiar with comics, he does the Flashpoint thing where you can basically be in alternate universes, kind of like the Spider-Man thing where you can have multiple Spider-Mans. So you can essentially bring out multiple Batmans. So they've announced that actually Michael Keaton is coming back to reprise his role as Batman. Ben Affleck is going to, who I thought Ben Affleck was a phenomenal Batman. He's going to come back and do his Batman role um, with the Flash that was in that Justice League movie. And then we're going to get the real Justice League movie that should have come out, which is the original director, Snyder, got pulled away. He had a tragic incident happen with one of his kids. So he got pulled away. Somebody else finished the movie. So we're going to get his version of the movie that's going to come out. Oh, but, nice. then, but then they're going to give you the Flash movie with the whole alternate universes and the multiple Batmans, right? So are they going to do the Justice League with, with more members or with no, the same? No, it's the same members, but there's a villain. So Darkseid is is in it. And then there's a, a then the whole story. It's like a, so what he's going to do, it's a four-hour um, thing and he's gonna split it up into one hour episodes like a series. Oh wow! Um, called the Snyder Cut because it, it, it's Zack Snyder. It was his kind of vision of it. But he's saying the actual Justice League movie that came out was nothing like what he was working on. So he had to get pulled away from the okay. movie. Um, tragic story. If you're, like one of his kids committed suicide, he had to get pulled away. It's a horrible oh, wow. movie. But actually, this is an example of fans making something happen. So many people started like tweeting Snyder Cut and stuff, and it just became like this, like this, this moment. And and he had been kind of lobbying it for it, and nothing like it's like a director's cut, right? But it's literally an entire new movie because the Justice League movie was, I liked it, but it was kind of like. I guess it wasn't critically uh, received right. well. So anyway, so yeah, you get, it was it was I yeah you so you get his vision of what he actually wanted to pull off. So you get spy, you get Superman in the black suit. You get all this other stuff that was supposed to happen that didn't happen. But then now, so so that's one part of it. But then Robert Pattinson 
is I don't know if you know who Robert Pattinson no. is, but he's playing the new Batman, um, which is a separate. Oh standalone wait a minute, that, that's, that's the guy from um, Kid from Twilight. Twilight. Yep, dude, watch the trailer to the Batman. Okay, it is, and if you guys have seen it, hit us up. Let us know what you think. It is phenomenal. I'm so excited, man, because my knock on the whole DC movies lately have been the DC, especially Batman. Again, I'm a Batman dork. Batman to me is dark. It's gritty. It's it's not supposed to be happy and jokes and all this bullshit like the Marvel stuff, which is great. But Marvel is the funny one and they kind of keep it lighthearted. Right. Batman's supposed to be dark. And to me, Justice League tried too hard to fit into that Avengers kind of mold. This trailer is so dark and broody and emo and I love it, man. And so if the movie fits that, I'm so hyped for it because his take on the Batman, which, again, people knocked Robert Pattinson as an actor. This kid is great. My only worry with him is that he's one of these artsy kids is whether or not he sticks around to do the three movies because these comic movies tend to take a lot from these guys. But um, it looks so good man if you guys haven't seen it you just go google the batman on youtube it's like a two-minute trailer it looks there there's the riddlers in it penguins in it catwoman's in it like it's this whole i mean you get to see his suit his i mean it's and the batman voice everything about it is awesome all right awesome i have to check so, it out closing on that batman no i had to throw that in good there. man tell them where they can find us all right man if you guys uh we are on uh at the carbon footprint on instagram uh the carbon footprint podcast on youtube um we're always uh responding on there and all that and so you guys have seen we'll, we'll respond to your your uh, comments and all that um you can catch me actually uh, at juan on stage on instagram um also if anybody out there plays i know some of your boys and, and some of the listeners have mentioned that they play xbox or playstation and all that stuff um i'm at not the fake jlo on xbox and playstation and twitch so i i am on twitch every once in a while talking shit to little kids and making them feel bad about themselves so if you want to go on there and play video games with me hit me up um have a good time uh maybe we do something with listeners and we play games one night whatever call of duty rainbow City, whatever you guys want to do um uh, i'm not good but i'm fun so uh, <laughs> hit us up yo again at the carbon footprint on ig uh, we're always on there posting stuff i'm um, trying to keep it trying to keep it light trying to keep it live um appreciate you guys commenting and, and hitting us up i'd love to hear from you so uh i guess until next time yo thank you guys peace peace